we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. I was standing upstairs in our office as you guys were driving in this morning. Um, I get up there about 10 o'clock, and uh, I was praying and just trying to get ready for this. And, um, and then my father-in-law also made mention it to me, but I was watching some of our servant leaders greet some of you all out there with umbrellas. And it just blessed me so much. Did anybody get greeted with an umbrella? Anybody? Was that? Yeah, a couple of y'all, and you're very thankful for it, right? And uh, what a beautiful thing to be a part of a church that wants to serve each other. Amen? Right? Amen? So thank you to every single one of you. I think, I think it was Joey, Finn, calling you out, calling you out, and a lot of other people. Uh, but it's just a special thing to be a part of here at this church, that we get to serve together, we get to do life together, that we get to love each other. Hey, guys, after service, that's a great way to go meet people. Get over there to the lobby. Introduce yourself to somebody you've never met before. I don't ever be a church. Can I just give some vision here? Is that okay? Even if you're visiting. I don't ever be a church that just people come in, they sit down, they hear some songs, they receive a message, and they walk out. I want to be a church where people get to know you by name. They know what's going on. They know the struggles in your life. They can pray for you. They can encourage you. How, do you, how many of you know this? This has been the case for me. This is not my message. Um, but there's been times when I've been in services, and maybe the worship wasn't really like I wasn't in it, or there wasn't a message that I was connecting to, right? It wasn't a message for me in that season of my life. But, man, let me tell you something. I walked to the lobby of a place. I remember one time specifically I walked out to this lobby, and there was a woman out there, a little short lady, and she walked right up to me, and she said, uh, it was down in the south, and she was like, son? And I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, I'm going to pray for you right now. The Lord just told me to come up to you and pray for you. And I was like, ma'am, I don't know you. This is weird. <laughs> Anybody else ever feel that way? No, just, she was like, I'm going to pray for you. And this lady just grabbed me, and she began to pray for me right there in the lobby. Doesn't know me by name. To this day, I've never talked to her. But, man, I just broke down in tears. The presence of God hit me so fast in that moment. And so I want to be a church that we encourage each other. Hello, we speak life. Power of, uh, of, the tongue has the power of life and death in it. What we speak to one another can either raise somebody to life or kill them. So when we get out from this time, encourage each other, right? Speak life to each other. Help each other. Serve each other. And let's be a church that not only does it for us, but then we carry it through our Mondays through Saturdays out there to that place, to the city that is in desperate need of Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank you to every single one of you, and thank you for letting me rant this morning. Walk with me. It's a series we kicked off two weeks ago. Um, it's been impactful. A lot of people have just said, man, this has been a really good sermon series for me. It's been good for me, uh, especially during this 21-day fast that we're doing, really just hearing God's voice, walking with Jesus every single day is so valuable. I got this idea from walking with Rachel. Um, I wasn't a walker before, uh, but Rachel encouraged me time and time again to go out and walk with her. And as I did, I realized how valuable it was to go walk with your spouse and to get to know each other. There was things that I would, uh, we would talk about that we wouldn't talk about sitting on a couch. But I realized something that if she got ahead of me, right, it was hard to hear her. If I, if, I, if I got ahead of her, it was hard for her to hear me. And I see this with God in us, right? 
I want us to be a people that don't get ahead of God's plans. Hello? I don't want to be people that fall behind God's plans. God's got a plan for each and every one of you, and it's perfect, and it's amazing, and it's beautiful, and he wants to walk hand in hand with you through it all. And so the past couple weeks we've been discovering this. But this week today, I entitled this message, I think it's up there, yeah, Walk With Me. It might get dicey. (laughs) I thought about having some dice and just. (laughs) Sometimes I think I'm really funny. (laughs) Uh, It might get dicey. And uh, this is a story that most of you, whether you grew up in church or not, we've heard this story. And it's about Jesus walking on water and calling Peter to come walk with him on the water. And, uh, man, Jordan and I did not speak prior to him giving offering, but he just preached my message in a, in a paraphrased version. And so we could just pray, God bless you all. I'm just kidding. Um, but that's how the Spirit of God works. And so it might get dicey. Uh, I want to focus on this story. You know, walking with Jesus is an adventure, right? Anybody know that? Walking with Jesus is an adventure. And sometimes it's rainbows and butterflies, and sometimes it's none of that, right? But that's an adventure, right? An adventure has ups and downs, different ways, and walking with Jesus is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually a really good place to say amen. Walking with Jesus is so fun. Yeah. And so I want to talk to us about this life of walking with Jesus when it's good and when it's bad. Walking with Jesus, it might get dicey. Let me read this scripture here found in Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Uh, We were never called as people, especially believers, to play it safe. We were never called to play it safe as believers. If you follow Jesus, you were never called to play it safe. And sure thing that Jordan said, we are never called to be people of comfort. Sure, in some things, it's good to be comfortable with Jesus, being honest, being open, being real. But Jesus did not die for us on a cross 2,000 years ago so that we could have a comfortable life. He died so that we could have a free life. And in order to have a free life, then we can go and share that message with every single person that comes in our pathway that does not have the same freedom that we have. We're not called to be comfort, people of comfort. Matthew 14, 22 through 33, it's going to be up on the big Bible, says this. Immediately... Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. Mind you, Jesus just fed the 5,000, right? So now he just did an amazing miracle, and he sent his disciples into the boat to go across the water. While he dismissed the crowd, before he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone talking about Jesus, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves be- waves because the wind was against them. Other translations said there was much uh, heavy winds, heavy rain, heavy, heavy waves. It was a very, very much like crazy kind of tornado-esque, what's that called, a hurricane? (laughs) (laughs) Your pastor, praise the Lord. (laughs) Happening right there on the water. Shortly before dawn, though, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. I would be too. (laughs) It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them one of the most important phrases of Scripture that you need to have in your heart. Take courage. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. If you hear nothing else today, before you walk out of those doors, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, 
If it's you, Peter replied, Pete, what a guy, what a guy. Lord, if it's you, man, if that's really you and not a ghost, tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus calls his bluff, come, come, come out here, come walk on the water with me. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. I love this. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat together, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. Jesus, today, these are your words. Father, thank you for a mighty example. God, I pray today that you will come alive in us in a greater way. Help us to understand what it means to walk with you. God, even when times get tough, help us to continue to keep our eyes upon you. Thank you, God, for your word. Holy Spirit, open up our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. Change us. Make us different from the way we walked in here as we go. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Walk with me. It might get a little dicey. I uh, remember driving down. I had to go back to the university uh, over the summertime. I was, I, was a, I was playing soccer and had picked up a couple teammates from the airport. We had to come back for what was called mini camp. We had a week of practices. And I remember driving down, uh, heading towards what I call the sticks, right, farmland, anything below I-80. It's really country for me. And so I was driving. And as I was driving with my two teammates in the car, um, I, I, I saw ahead a storm right? You, you, you see these, right? You can know what's ahead when you see clouds that are really dark, right? You're like, this doesn't look too good. And I remember saying to my teammates, like, this kind of looks a little bit worse than what a normal storm would look like. And so they were like, but we got to get down there. We got to get to practice. We got to be there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I was like, let me just call my dad. And so I called my dad and I said, hey, pops, um, driving down 57, storm looks like it's ahead. What should I do? It looks a little bit dicey well, what should I do, and should I pull over? Because at that time, I started to see semis pulling over, right? When you see that happening, like, something's going, they have radios, they can talk to one another, so, like, they're, like, exiting the, the road, and there's me just, like, driving, right? Oh, okay, here we go, and I was like, Dad, what should I do? I, I feel like this really bad storm's ahead, like, should I park it, or should I keep driving? And my dad said, hold on, son, just give me one second, and I could hear him, like, typing on the keyboard, and I could hear him like breathing, like trying to look at a screen. He was looking at his laptop. And he said, son, listen to me. Drive. Do not stop. I said, are you sure? He said, son, drive. Do not stop. I said, all right, dad, if you're telling me so, nice knowing you. Click. (laughs) Kind of thing like, listen to my father, right? And so I began driving through this storm, and I remembered it was crazy. I've driven through some storms. Some of you have driven through storms. But this one was like, do you ever go to a car wash where they have those like things that hit your car, like the, the brushes, and it sounds like your car's just getting dented one thing after one time after another, right? Anybody ever been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounded like, right? It was just hitting my car, just like, boo, 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 and I was just like white-knuckling the steering wheel, like, we got to get through this. We got to get through this. And what seemed to be like five hours, five minutes goes by, and we just pass through, and there was sunshine, right? And I remember being like, man, that was a really crazy situation. I honestly, like, Felt like we are not going to get out of this one. But all I could hear as I was driving through was my father's voice saying, go, don't stop, 
keep going. Yeah, it might get a little tough. It might get a little crazy, but don't stop. See what my father knew was that on the radar that he watched, there was actually a tornado. <laughs> and he knew exactly where the tornado was going to pass. He had been, he's kind of a, I don't, I don't know what to call it. He really likes watching the weather, right? He's just that guy. He, he's, he knows facts that, like, nobody else knows. And I'm just like, how do you know this stuff? And he's like, I read. And I was like, great. But he's just that smart guy. And he knew if, if JP just keeps focus, it's going to get a little dicey. But if he just makes his way through this, he's not going to get caught in a tornado. See, what's crazy is, is actually where I was going to stop, the tornado passed right past over 57. Crazy, right? It's a really sad story. You know, but, like, right where I was going to stop. And he said to me, son, keep going. It may get crazy. It may get hard. It may get uncomfortable. You may feel like you're going to lose everything, but don't stop. Keep going. I read this passage of scripture. I see Jesus showing up to his disciples, and I, I see the storm happening, and I see the waves crashing, and I, I, I just see Jesus saying, don't stop. Come. Walk with me. And let's keep going. Church, I think that today we got to walk out of here with the revelation. Are you giving up too soon? Are we giving up too soon? Are the winds and the waves coming? Is it getting dicey in your life? Is it getting hard in your life? Are some things not adding up the way that your plan wants it to add up as? Are you, are you like, man, I, I, I just don't think I could take one more step. I don't think I could take one more knock. I don't think I could take one more hit. I'm going to give up. And Jesus is saying today, hey, guess what? It might get a little dicey, but I'm with you. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't quit. I said it last week, and it was crazy. I said it, and I truly mean it for today. Some of you are giving up, and the miracle is right there in front of you one more step away and you're giving up and you're turning back. You're turning back to the things of the world. You're turning back to that old relationship that you think is going to give you security because he's just got those dreamy eyes and he looks amazing and oh my gosh, I just need to be with him because if I'm with him, everything will feel safe. And Jesus is saying, give that up and come walk with me. Give up that job and come walk with me. Give up that security that you have and come walk with me. Yeah, guess what? It's going to get a little dicey. But there's an eternal reward waiting for you. Woo! I say that a lot, and sometimes people are like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Yo, there's an eternal reward waiting for us in heaven. Guess what? All we got to do is hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to make it in the church more than ever before. We need to be a church that walks with him no matter how dicey it gets. A walk of consistency, right, last week? There is too many people in the world watching church people, Christians, give up. Not being consistent. I love Jesus when things are good, but I'll turn to my friends when things are bad. Hello, Jesus is walking with you through the storms. Jesus is walking through with you through the, the winds and the waves. Jesus is walking with you, and he's saying to you, come out here. Come walk with me. Isn't it crazy that Jesus just doesn't say, let me get in the boat with you? He's like, hey, I'm here. I'll take it from here, guys. I'm Jesus. Let me just get in your boat. No, this dude is crazy. Jesus is crazy. He's like, Come. Come to me. Walk with me. Walk to me. 
and let me take you in places, into spaces and places that you could never imagine. Yeah, it might get dicey. Yeah, it might get tough. Yeah, it's going to get hard. Yeah, you may take a couple on the chin, but guess what? I'm going to see you through it all. I'm going to see you through it all. This is the promise of Scripture. The greatest thing about walking with Jesus is that what he calls us to do is never a safe life, but an impactful life. Hello? Hello? Walking with Jesus was never called to be safe, but it's called to be impactful. Listen, welcome to Lacuna. Hello? You guys hear that? Peyton, can Peyton come play? We, we're, we need a building. <laughs> Six of you. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Six of us, we're going to go have a mighty prayer meeting right after this. This is an amazing space, but God never called us to be safe. He never called us to be safe, guys. If you have come in here today and you've been serving the Lord and you've been playing it safe, I hope today there's such a revelation that I'm no longer going to play it safe. I don't need to be safe. I'm already safe and secure because my heart is with my Father, Jesus Christ. I'm safe. I'm secure. Guess what? If this world takes me now, so be it. I'm going to go to heaven. Upgrade. I love you all, but I'm upgrading. 6.0, 6.0, like upgrade, like woo! <laughs> Some of you are like, what is wrong with him? I don't care how hard it gets. Is it hard? Yeah. Is it crazy sometimes? Yeah. But guess what? Walking with Jesus is the greatest adventure of all time. Of all time. See, Jesus also says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Hello, do you hear that? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Guess what that is? A command. That's a promise and a command. Hey, I'm going to give you my peace. I'm going to leave you my peace. Guess what you have to do? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stop walking out of your door every single day and letting fear speak to you. Stop walking out of your door every single day and letting someone else tell you who you are. Stop walking out of your door every single day trying to be somebody you were never intended to be just because you want to fit in with this world out there. We were never called to fit in. (laughs) We were never called. We were never called to fit in. Peter knew this. Peter knew that it would get dicey. You know Peter was a fisherman, right? This dude had been around water all his life. You think he ever saw a man walk on water? Peter knew what the winds and the waves could do. He understood that it could get crazy, it could get scary, it could get dark. But Peter stepped up and encouraged, stepped out. And today I just have three things. Is this all right? Because walking with Jesus, you know, I don't ever be a church that's like, walking with Jesus is just awesome. It is awesome. And it's beautiful. And it's amazing. And I know what it feels like to not walk with Jesus. But guess what walking with Jesus is? It's the greatest adventure of all time. Every single day I wake up and I'm like, Jesus, what are you going to do today? (laughs) Man, yesterday was nuts. (laughs) What does today have in in store for us? Uh, Anybody ever want, anybody want to live that life? I I do. I want to live a life that's, you know what, God, it's an adventure. Because guess what? We got one shot. One shot. One life to do this. Walking with Jesus will call you into some dicey situations. It will cause you to walk in courage instead of comfort. 
It will call you, it will call for you to remain fixated on Jesus through it all. And when you walk with Jesus, the storms of this life are constantly silenced by his presence that comes over you. Three things today. This is it. The first one is this. Walking with Jesus calls for courage. If you are going to walk with Jesus, if you're going to put on the label of a Christian, right? I said, if you wear the label of a doctor, what are you going to do? Be a doctor. If you wear the label of a lawyer, what are you going to be? A lawyer. If you wear the label of a Christian, then what are you going to be? A follower of Jesus Christ. A follower of Jesus Christ through his word and what he says. And guess what his word calls us to do? Walk in courage. Oh, this is going to help some people today. This is going to help some of you that have been walking in fear, gripped by fear, gripped by anxiety, gripped by depression, gripped by the things of this world. This is going to help you to walk in courage. The more you walk with him, the more courage is built up. I know this to be true about my life. The more, the longer that I've walked with Jesus, this isn't a prideful thing, the more that I've realized he's built my courage up. I remember getting saved and like being like real timid. Right? Never in a million years did I think I'd be doing this. Oh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but as I walked with them, as I talked with them, the courage got built up in me. The courage can get built up in you the more you walk with Jesus. Comfortability does not belong in the life of a believer. Every disciple, every follower of Jesus Christ in this book didn't live in comfort. If you read this book... And you say, Holy Spirit, really reveal this to me. If, he, if you ask him that, he's going to. And every single one of these people that served Jesus, walked with Jesus, gave their lives to the work of Jesus, never walked in comfort. You want comfort? It's found in a casket. Oh, Sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, no. It's found in a casket. If you want comfort, Guess what? You'll have comfort when your life is done. You'll have comfort in heaven. You'll have peace in heaven. You'll have joy in heaven. Today, more than ever, Jesus is calling some people to stop walking in comfort and start walking in courage. You want to know why the church, is, according to some people, is dying? It's because believers aren't walking in courage. They're walking in comfort. This is my Jesus. This is my story. I'm not going to go tell my neighbor who's absolutely crazy about the thing that I have inside of me, even though I was just as crazy before I got Jesus inside of me. Instead of saying, Jesus, fill me with courage to go tell them how much you love them. Fill me with courage, Jesus. I don't want to walk that's comfortable. I don't want to walk that feels all good all the time. God, I want to know what it feels like to be in the trenches with you. I want to know what it feels like to fight for somebody. I want to know what it feels like to get a call at 3 a.m. when someone's overdosing. I want to know what it feels like when someone's broken. I want to know what it feels like when a marriage is being attacked and they can call us and we can go and we can help them with courage and strength. I want to know. So God, give me courage. I don't want comfort. I want courage. I want to help people. I want to walk with people. Isn't it crazy that Jesus calls disciples, though? Think about this. You were sitting at your job, and Jesus walked up to you and was like, hey, come here, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 you, you, you. Yeah, hey, here's the thing that's going to happen. I'm going to call you to be my follower, all right? This job that you have, this life that you have, this comfort walk that you have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that you give it up. Is that cool? Is that cool with you? Cool. Yeah, it's going to cost you everything. You good with that? Because oh, yeah. guess what? I have you, and, I, and I'm going to walk with you, and I'm going to talk with you, and I'm going to lead you, and I'm going to guide you, and I'm going to direct you, but I got you. So, hey, you good with that? You good? With, anybody else think that's crazy? 
And these guys were like, yeah, sure, I'm in. <laughs> I'd be like, Jesus, I got a couple questions for you. <laughs> I, got a, I got a checklist of things I need to know. Will I be taken care of? Will I have food? Will I have water? Will I have clothes? What are you calling me to do? Jesus just says, no, come follow me. And these men were filled with courage. And they said, all right, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to walk with you. See, the will of God will never lead you into something where the grace of God does not cover you. Hello. Let me say that again. I'll say that again. The will of God for your life, where he's calling you and what he's calling you to do, will never lead you to a place where his grace does not cover you for that calling. So when he said to the disciples, hey, come walk with me. Come follow me. They were like, all right. They didn't know. They're like, cool. And his grace covered them time and time and time and time again. You know what's crazy, though, about Peter in this story? I don't have much time. We get so mad at Peter. Anybody ever, like, judge Peter for this story when Peter's like, God, call me to the waters. And then ocean starts playing behind him. You guys all know. (laughs) I had to throw it in there somewhere today. And everybody's like, oh, my goodness, oceans. I love it. But, But Peter's like, hey, God, call me. Call me. What I love about Peter is all throughout Scripture, he was courageous. Yeah, did it need to get kind of like taught and directed? Yeah, but Peter was always courageous. But everybody, every time I read this story, I'm always like, man, Peter, why would you take your eyes off of Jesus? How dare you, Peter? How dare you, Peter? Man, Peter, if I was in that boat, I would get out of that boat and I'd walk on the water. I'd be there fixated on Jesus every single day. Nobody else? Let's be honest. Let's have an honest moment here. Anybody else ever read this like, yeah, Peter, you're a crazy kid, man. See, remember, he calls them, and they act in courage, right? Peter shows up to another moment. Jesus is walking on water. It's a crazy scene, and he acts in courage. But you know what I think about sometimes? (laughs) What about the 11 others that sat in that boat? They sat in the boat. The winds and the waves are crashing. They're coming at him, and Jesus is there. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm here. And Peter's like, I'm coming. And the other 11 are like, oh, my goodness. we got to stay in the boat. The boat is safe. The winds are not safe. The boat's safe. But you know what Peter had the courage to say? My God is on the water, so I'm going on the water. I'd rather go on a water that's chaos than sit in a boat that's going to sink. I'd rather go with Jesus all the way to crazy, or I'd rather, instead of dying in a boat that is sinking. He had courage. He had courage. I'm not judging the other 11. They just didn't have as much courage. Do you guys ever read this this way? Like, yo, we get so mad at Peter. You took your eyes off of him. Yeah, guess what? He got out of the boat. How many of you are ready to get out of the boat today? How many of you are ready to say, you know what, if God's calling me to walk, I'm going to walk. It may get dicey, but I'm going to walk. I'm tired of living comfortably. I want to walk with courage. I want to walk with strength. I want to keep going. Comfort is the greatest attack of the enemy on the church today. We got padded chairs. We got comfy seats. We got it all set up for you to walk in, receive, and walk out. This is never going to be a church where you just come and receive and walk out. This is a church that's going to call you to action. That's going to call you to some things. 
to say, hey, guess what? There is a city out there that is losing lives after lives after lives, day in and day out, and they're losing without the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ. And we have to muster up the courage by spending time with him, by walking with him, by getting to know him, to go out and go and tell the world the message of Jesus Christ. Not just like, hey, Jesus loves you. But like, hey, Jesus loves you. I'm going to stick with you through this. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to walk you with you through this. See, Peter mustered up the courage. But Peter's also human, right? He's not a superhero. And I love that about the Bible. We read the Bible sometimes like these people are superheroes. Nobody? Yeah, okay. Thank you. Sometimes I'm like, man, they're way better than I ever will be. Guess who they were? Boys, just like me. Just simple old boys, fishermen, people. So Peter had a moment. He, he, he mustered up the courage, right? Because when you walk with Jesus and things get a little dicey, the courage is in you. And then when you start to walk in through situations that are dicey, guess what happens? Courage level just goes. <laughs> Ever been there? Ever been there? See, because walking with Jesus calls for our eyes to stay on him. So you can have the courage, so muster up the courage, get along with Jesus. But then as you walk out this thing of courage, as you walk out this thing called a journey with Jesus, you have to keep your eyes fixed upon him. I remember when I was a little boy, I have a scar right on my forehead. It goes all the way up there. I was six, and my dad's youth group guys threw me up into, like, like my ceiling at my parents' house. And it was a bulkhead, right? Bam, busted my head, busted the wall. It was awesome. I was like, yeah, blood coming down everywhere. It was amazing, right? My dad was at the church. My mom was there with these two knucklehead boys. And she's like, well, you're taking them with me to the hospital, right? Because I had just, so they're holding on to the thing, like, just like, I'm, I'm like, what's going on right now? This is crazy. I was six. And I remember going to the doctor's office. I remember sitting on the seat. And doctor looks at me. He's like, oh, you're going to need, like, 10 stitches or something. I was like, what? Stitches? Never had this before. And, I'm, and the doctor's like, this is going to hurt a little bit, but, you know, just Hold steady. I was like, hold steady? What? The? <laughs> Doctors are so funny. They're just like, it's going to hurt for a second. No, it's going to hurt longer than a second. <laughs> and I remember my mom saying something so vividly to me. I remember as the doctor, <laughs> I'll tell you this side of the story. My parents, they didn't really have a lot of money, so they were like, do you want to give some, like, like, give a shot so he doesn't feel the pain? My mom's like, nope, can't afford it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember my mom looking at me, and she said, son, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. When the doctor starts, just keep, just look, just, just look right at me. She was holding my hand. She was just, just look at me. Just, just keep your eyes fixed on me. Don't, don't look, don't, don't let the pain, just. And I remember sitting there just looking at my mom. Okay. One got done, two got done, three, four. And I was done. See, this is the thing about walking with Jesus. I know it's a silly story, but, like, there's storms and there's things that are going to happen. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus long enough, you're going to see through the pain. You're going to see through the struggle. You're going to see through the disappointment. You're going to see through the broken relationship. You're going to see through the bank account that says zero and you don't know what you're going to do. You're going to see through the stuff that the world would want to get you discouraged by. And Jesus is saying, just keep your eyes fixed upon me. Just watch me. Just look at me. Just keep going. I'm right here. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm with you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. Does anybody believe this about Jesus in this place? Just keep your eyes right here. But Peter's like us. 
The world and its distractions are like this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I sent this scripture, and the band can come up, to the guys, a couple guys this week. I didn't realize what it actually said. Because when we fix our eyes upon Jesus, we really don't need anything else. Like the longer you serve Jesus, you realize this. When you serve Jesus and you keep your eyes fixed upon him, you don't need anything else. It says this in Proverbs 23. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart on the right course. Keep your heart on the right course. How does your heart stay on the right course? Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Single people, young people, how do you stay pure? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Older people, how do you stay pure? How do you stay from not getting all stale and static and just like, oh, grumpy? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm talking to myself sometime. I grew up in the church. Trust me. It's real easy to become uh, very critical. It's real easy to, to just tell everything that's going on wrong out there. It's real easy. But guess what? When I fix my eyes upon Jesus, that all goes away. And the heart of God comes in me. And the spirit of God overwhelms me. we got to keep our eyes fixed. Is this encouraging you this morning? It's going to get dicey. Good news today at church. It's going to get dicey. Are you up for it? Trusting that the Savior, Jesus Christ, is going to see you through it. Yeah, okay. All right. The last thing is this. Walking with Jesus, though, the promise of all this if you just ask for courage, if you remain in courage and you keep walking with him and you keep your eyes fixed upon him. And yeah, the world may call your eyes for a moment, but you get your eyes fixed right back on Jesus. Some of you all have looked off and you feel the shame and the guilt and the things that you've done while you looked away from Jesus. And it's keeping you from getting your eyes back on Jesus. Jesus is not pointing the finger at anybody in this room. He's not telling you you've done too many things wrong. You've looked too far to the things of this world. He's saying, I don't care how long you've looked at the waves. Just come back to me right now, here in this moment, fix your eyes upon Jesus because it says when Peter took his eyes off, he saw the waves. He saw everything that was happening. He saw the world and its chaos. And immediately, it says, Jesus went to him. That's like the great. That was like. It said immediately. Peter said, oh, I'm going down. And it says Jesus showed up immediately. Anybody thankful that Jesus is immediate? That deserves like the biggest shout of praise, that our God is immediate to meet us exactly where we are at every single time. Immediately. It says that Jesus showed up and he says to his disciples, hey guys, take courage, I'm here. I'm here. Take courage. I am here. The great I am is here. The one that designed all this is here. The one that actually makes the waves, the one that the waves actually listen to, I am here. I am here. I am here. And it says that Jesus gets in the boat with him. <laughs> you should have done that in the first place, Jesus. Why didn't you just do it from the beginning? Because he's teaching us that the life back then is the same life today. And Jesus gets in the boat. And it says something. What? The winds just died. Died. Some people say the water was still. See, what happens is, is when you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, he's going to see you through the storm. He's going to see you through it. And on the other side of that storm, there's stillness. 
There's peace. There's joy. And so what's awesome about this is that it says something so profound. When you walk with Jesus, he calms the wildest of storms. And it says this, and we're going to close and we're going to worship. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. When those who were in the boat, then those who were in the boat worshipped him. Saying, truly, you are the son of God. See, some of you all, maybe you just need to hear this. You're going through it. It's dicey. You're trying to muster up the courage. You're walking it out. You're doing it. You're trying to keep your eyes fixed upon him. You know what you can do to maintain it? Worship him. Worship him. Well, it's really bad. Worship him. Well, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Worship him. Well, I don't know what's going to happen next. Worship him. The storm seems to be really raging. Worship him. Worship him. And watch the waters calm. Watch the waves calm. Watch the wind calm down. Worship him. Give him everything you have every single day. Worship him. Jesus, you're worthy of all my praise and adoration. See, the thing about worship is it says that Jesus inhabits the praises of his people. When you begin to worship, guess what Jesus does? Shows up in that mug. He shows up. He's like, oh, my child's worshiping me. I'm here with you. Yes. Come on. I don't know about you, but I want to worship Jesus every single day of my life. No matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, I want to give him all the worship that he's due, all the praise that he's due, and watch the wind and the waves and the storm calm down. This is the Jesus that I serve. This is the goodness of our God, that he's willing to come down, and he's willing to be with his children. Yeah, it's going to get dicey, but guess what? You walk with a Savior. Yeah, it might get hard, but guess what? You walk with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yeah, it might get tough, but guess what? You walk with the comforter. You have his Holy Spirit that's alive inside of you. You can walk through every storm. So come on, we're going to worship him this morning. I don't know what else to do except worship him. Because guess what? Your miracle is right around the corner. Maybe just worship him. Maybe give him praise. Maybe cry out to him how good he is. Come on, let's sing it. Let's worship out. Come on. Let's worship him with everything we have inside of us.